From Toronto, Canada, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrin. Thanks for inviting me into your home, your long-haul truck. Gosh, I love the truckers. Uh, thanks for inviting me into your camper, your RV, your taxi cab, your diner, your cabin in the woods. My name is Richard Serrett, and this is The Conspiracy Show. Okay, uh, wow, so much to tell you. Uh, I want to acknowledge, first of all, this uh, letter. First thing I do when I make uh, my way into the studio, I drop by the mailroom, and uh, this is just becoming a uh, far too common. Uh, a letter from Buffalo, and I just want to acknowledge David. I'm not going to mention... Uh, a last name, uh, but David, you know who you are. I did get your letter. Uh, David and I spoke uh, apparently a few months back when I was co-host or when I was hosting Coast to Coast, and David uh, was a caller into the program. And David appears to be another one of these uh, targeted individuals. And he sent me this letter along with some photographs, which appear to be the effects, uh, probably oh, he suspects of a directed energy weapon. This would just appear sort of overnight. This bruising. But he goes on to talk about, I want you to look at the pictures I'm, I, I sent and imagine a blister forming under your toe, and within seconds it's so big that it pushes the nail right off your toe. Uh, and then he talks about, imagine your front tooth exploding out of your mouth. Then I want you to imagine the muscles in your hamstrings tightening to the point where it feels like you were hit with a bullet. He goes on to say, Richard, imagination is one thing, reality is another. I know it might be asking a lot, but if you could t- call me at my home number... And just leave a message to let me know you received this letter. It would be most appreciated. Well, I, w- I will follow this up with a phone call. Uh, but, David, if you're listening, I hear you. I am in receipt of your letter. Uh, be strong, brother. That's all I can say. The angels are on your side. And this is just becoming a weekly event, daily practically, w- letters, emails about uh, targeted individuals and uh, and so forth. I was at the Jim Mars event uh, I mentioned in Toronto on Friday. And um, which was uh, presented by my good friends Patrick and Kadena at Conspiracy Culture. And a couple of people approached me. And this is out of a, an audience of about 200 in attendance. Two people approached me and said they were targeted individuals. Uh, now, it's one thing to listen to someone calling in on a program and uh, people start to send in letters and, and photographs. And then, but, but, then, but then you meet these people face to face. Uh, and you can you can see the, you know the authenticity. Uh, one woman on Friday, so in so much pain, uh, and again convinced she's uh, targeted. She's new to Toronto. She had nowhere to turn. She uh, she looked at me, grabbed my hand, and said, "Can you help me?" Uh, nobody believes me. She said, "Oh, and what can I do?" Uh, it breaks my heart. Uh, I guess all I can do is uh, keep talking about it on the on the program and let people know that they're not alone uh, and encourage them to keep the faith. Don't despair. Above all, uh, do not despair. That's what they want. They want to break you. you got to fight every day uh, and know that the angels are on your side. All right. Um, speaking of faith, a couple of years ago, my, uh, my television partner, producer-director Jalal Murai from Film One, who produces The Conspiracy Show, uh, brought... John of God to town, uh, who's a psychic healer, a faith healer, performs psychic surgery. You've seen the YouTube videos, interviewed by Oprah Winfrey. Comes from this remote and poor village in Brazil. Uh, and I have to admit, you know, I'm a skeptic. Uh, not really quite sure what to make 
of people like John of God, although I met people who were, I, I didn't meet John of God on this trip. I was at the event, didn't see him, didn't meet him, and I, uh, I know a number of people who were in, in, in direct contact with him and went as total skeptics and had uh, some remarkable, maybe call it supernatural experience. And so when that happens, my ears prick up and I pay attention and I listen. Um, but we hear a lot about psychic surgeons coming from the Philippines, and I'm not sure why that is. It seems to be a hot zone for psychic surgeons. And I have seen the YouTube videos, and I have to be honest, a lot of them, I think, a lot of them, maybe most of them, are frauds, perpetrating uh, scams. But then, uh, and, and then going back to John of God, not so, sh- not so sure, open-minded about that one. Not ready to dismiss him as a fraud or a, or a, a scam. I am not. Uh, but then we have my next guest, who is a uh, an author. My gosh, I've got just a pile of, uh, of books here. These are all written by Val Zubiri. All of these. There's uh, five books here. Uh, and he is he's an author, but he's also a visual artist. He's a uh, a doll maker. They call him the Doll Man. And apparently, there's a musical coming to Broadway about this memoir of an artist as a doll maker. Uh, but there's much more to Val Zubiri than this, as we will discover over the next 40 minutes or so. Uh, Val, his father fell ill, desperately ill, pancreatic cancer. I mean, there's two words nobody wants to hear. I mean, that is almost, with very few exceptions, and I'm thinking of uh, the musician Wilco Johnson. I don't know if you're uh, fans of uh, Dr. Feelgood, that band from the, the 70s. He got the diagnosis, pancreatic cancer, and actually survived, but that's very rare. Pancreatic cancer is a death sentence. Well, Val's a father uh, was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer, and that sort of set Val on this journey, and lo and behold, he winds up in the Philippines, uh, where he encounters some psychic healers and psychic surgeons. Uh, and uh, he has written about it, and um, he's here to talk to us about that right now. Val Zubiri, welcome to The Conspiracy Show. How are you? I'm good, Richard. Nice to talk to you, finally, because uh, I've been listening to your show for a while. Well, uh, Val, let's um, let's just jump right in here, because a fascinating mm-hmm. story, fascinating journey. Uh, first of all, Tell us a little bit about yourself. You're a, you're a visual artist. You're a, a doll maker. That's that's an interesting profession for the year 2015. That's come yeah, it sort uh, of speaks of a bygone era almost. Well, it's it's a form of contemporary art. And if you go to Wikipedia, somebody uh, justifies that existence with you know all these definitions about being a fine art type of field. You know, now uh, some. I've been told by some experts that I'm probably one of less than 20 now in on, in the world, you know, doing, you know, starting from scratch, you know, uh, sculpting the face, the heads, the rest of the body, and then making the molds, and then finally, and then taming porcelain. You know, there's a that's a that's a phrase that people people use. You know, porcelain is the is the one of, if not the hardest ceramic to tame. So taming porcelain is a term, you know, that everyone uses. Right, right. And and they're, and, and um, they're going to make a Broadway musical about you? Oh, 
No, uh, no, uh, not not yet. Not yet. Uh, it's it's been, in the works, though. It's been it's been noticed, but uh, it'll be a while, you know. Uh, well, yeah, these things take theater time. Is, yeah, theater, is, theater can take forever. Absolutely. Uh, like television and films. Hurry up and wait. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I get that. Believe me. So tell me about your dad. He. Um, uh, well, when did you find out, when did he find out that he had pancreatic cancer? Okay, so in 20, 2015, uh, earlier in the year around... Let's say March, okay, because I, I don't have the, I got the book in front of me. I don't want to be opening that. But uh, so he said there was a scarring in his, you know, something, something felt. He he had like a stomach pain, and so he had scan, he had a scan, and there was scarring in his uh, pancreas. And then after that, well, the doctor said, let's wait. You know, it might it might be it might just be scarring, uh, scarring, and uh, you know the thing might go away. You know, so they said okay. And a few a few months later, like maybe about three four months later, they said uh, they called me again in Chicago, and he's in the Philippines in Manila, and they said oh it's gotten bigger and it's definitely pa- pancreatic cancer. So this this is recent. This happened this year. Uh, no, it's in, uh, it happened 2013. 2013. I'm sorry, I, I misheard you. Okay, 2013. And Still fairly recently. All right. Yeah. So, so what I what I did, I uh, I said, well, why didn't you like take precautions and whatever? You know, like uh, you probably should have like stopped some vitamins that are very oily and whatever. You know, and he 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 goes like, well, they said for me to wait. So I was like. Um, Okay, well, that's fine. You know, it's it's happened. You know, it's uh, it's it's uh, it's done. So let's just start from here. You know, so I, um, being that I was in the was far away from him, the only thing I can do was pray. And uh, my sister and my brother, they were taking care of him there. And your so, father is he lives in the Philippines. He lived in the Philippines. Yes. Okay. Uh, uh, before that, he was going back and forth, you know, like uh, the United States and then Palau. Uh, he was assistant to the what was his designation? Like something like a special assistant to the president of Palau. Right before he got assassinated, so he had to like he had to leave. Anyway, but that that was years ago. But uh, so now he's like uh, he was retired, and uh, so I was going like. You know, so I was telling my sister and my dad, I used to I used to hang out with a psychic surgeon in the Philippines, and that was 28 years ago. And uh, so they, they're going like, well, what did they say? You know, like, uh, what what should we do now? You know, so I, I was kind of like, well, I'm gonna have to revisit his teachings. All right, I'm gonna get you to hold on right there, Val, because uh, we've got that music. Uh, percolating up here, which means it's time to go for a break. And when we come back, we'll talk about uh, psychic surgeons in the Philippines. Val Zubiri is with us, a visual artist, author, and um, he'll tell us about his journey into the world of... It's a controversial one, um, but I, I, um, I ask you, keep an open mind and then reserve your judgment. Psychic surgery, when The Conspiracy Show continues. My name is Richard Serrett. Where there's smoke, there's The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serra. All right, welcome back. Uh, Val Zubiri is with us, visual artist, a doll maker. Uh, His uh, journey into the world of psychic healing and psychic surgery. 
Uh, and when most of us think about psychic surgery, you know, Val, there have been a number of exposés. Uh, we've seen them on YouTube. We've, uh, I think, even 60 Minutes uh, did one. Um, and for most people, when they hear the, the, that term, psychic surgery, let's face it, let's be brutally honest, they think fraud and scam. What were your going into this? I mean, you mentioned you knew a psychic surgeon about 28 years ago. Were you mm-hmm. a skeptic, a debunker? Well, um, here's what happened. Um, I was uh, I was doing my bachelor's of science in biology, and I didn't want to be a doctor anymore. So I was like thinking there must be a shortcut here. Maybe I can do something else, you know. So, and around that time, uh, for some reason, my writing ability just snapped. You know, like all of a sudden, it got better. And my teachers, my professors, were, who were they were famous in the Philippines, you know, they're uh, famous for writing, and they're going, they're reading my 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 essays, you know, in class. So, so I said, so my last hurrah for um, for writing something was uh, an English term paper, you know. So I I I, I was everyone's like studying to be doctors and whatever, and here I am like with my last English term paper, and I I, I approached the lady, the professor, and she said. Uh, Okay, I'll give you a full year to finish your uh, your term paper. And so I gave her a thick one. I got an A. And the title was Psychic Surgery in the Philippines. So I, I did my research, and uh, it turned out there was uh, were around that time, you know, some books and magazine articles um, would would say there was uh, there was one psychic surgeon in Russia, one in Brazil. And then 150 in the Philippines, at least, you know, something like that. The one you so mentioned I, in Brazil, you mentioned yeah. Brazil. Is that John of God you're referring to? Yeah. Okay. That I highly suspect that was John of God when I, when I, you know, years and years and decades later, you know, I kind of, I kind of figured that out, you know. So John of God was the psychic surgeon that, whatever those articles were talking about, uh, way back, you know. So. Why so many in Brazil, in the Philippines? 150. Why so many there? Well, that's what I was thinking too. You know, but um, here's my analysis. You know, uh, we're assuming we're we're using the word psychic. See, so um, when you use the word psychic, you know, you're more intuitive. You know, you're more into your you know your your mind. And the characteristic thing about the Philippines is that we're we're Christian for for the most part, but not not only that, we're a poor country. And so you know, like not everyone can afford to go to a doctor, a Western doctor, you know. So, um, so that's something that you know maybe other countries don't have, you know. They're, so they're so psychic surgeons. Um, reach out, you know, to these poor people. And these poor people don't want to go to a doctor. They'd rather go to a healer. So uh, there's all these different healers. Now, before we go on, I'd like to do two sets of uh, uh, definitions that I use in the book. So um, so my book, I, I write memoirs only because you know like uh, i like to i like to market myself as the the product you know so uh, as an artist i figure if nobody writes wants to write about me then i might as well write about myself and i can't write biographies i have you know like i haven't done anything much so i write memoirs and 
when it came to the psychic surgery thing, if I wrote a how-to book, I'd be, I'd be, uh, you know, I, I would have one less memoir. And at the same time, I would say, you know, the FDA and everyone scientific would be attacking my book. So, you know, why would I do that? So I said, okay, well, I'll just go with my original plan of writing a memoir. And in that memoir, I'll just say, hey, you know what? Here's what I think about psychic surgery. And here's what the guy said, you know. So, okay, but tell us about this this gentleman that, that you hooked up with about 28 years ago in the Philippines. Was yeah. he sort of the Philippines version of John of God? No, uh, actually, John of God uses like sharp materials, you know, the, to to do whatever. The psychic surgeon I saw, all he can, all he would do is wave his hand, and the skin opens up. And normally, it's the stomach cavity that opens up, but. If if there's something wrong with like the wrist or you know the legs, he'll wave his hand or like put his hand over, and the skin just opens up. You know if if it's needed, okay. But if if it's just pain or whatever, and you know maybe arthritis or whatever, the skin wouldn't open up. You know, so he he feels like if it's needed, you know, then then the skin will open up. And yeah. and you have witnessed this close up with your own two eyes, the skin. Uh, opening up tissue, opening up yeah, with just a uh, wave of the hand. With the wave of a hand, and he's, and he even told me like I can, my hand can be like 12, 18 inches above the skin, and it still opens up. And he did it in front of me. Okay, so I, so basically, um, okay, let me, since people would be like uh, doubtful about this, let let me. And can you blame them? Through. And can you blame them? Yeah, no, uh, no, because uh, I, I saw them, you know, I, I saw some, some supposedly, you know, like genuine psychic surgeons before I met that guy, uh, seemingly palming something in their hands, you know, and then all of a sudden the thing, you know, like they're able to pull something out, but I don't see any, any wounds, you know. So you're acknowledging, what you're saying is you're acknowledging that there are frauds and scams out there. Oh, yeah, uh, and I... In my book, I define four terms. You know, there's fake healers, faith healers, psychic healers, and then psychic surgeons. Okay, so faith healer would be uh, a fake healer would be somebody. Who, let's say uh, somebody who wants to like just get money from people. He'll pretend he, he he'll pretend he can heal. Okay, but he knows in his mind that he's faking it. So that's a fake healer. But the placebo effect might happen. True. Right. Okay. So number two would be a faith healer. When somebody says, I believe in God and I will heal you with, uh, the, you know, like laying on of hands, then that's a faith healer. Okay. Now you've seen Chinese, you know, like on, uh, on YouTube, there'd be like Chinese and obviously they wouldn't be like acknowledging that there's a religion or any form of God. You know, they're saying, they're just saying it's psychic, uh, it's psychic healing, you know, so, so, so I, I saw this footage where supposedly they were scanning, you know, somebody with cancer, and they're like visualizing healing, and the cancer seemed to like grow shorter, uh, smaller, you know. Uh, it's it's on YouTube, you know. You you can Google it or something. But, uh, oh, I, I've seen I've seen a lot of videos, and and the problem okay. is a lot of these things are very difficult because there's no follow up, you know. Uh, we, yeah. You know, we don't see the before, the after. We don't see cat skins. We don't see. However, let's go back to yeah, this no, psychic surgeon. Can you can you identify this psychic surgeon by name? Uh, 
Yeah, I'm, uh, uh, let me get to that. Okay. So let me let me uh, let me define the fourth one: psychic surgery. When you when you're doing a psychic when when uh, when you're doing psychic healing and some sort of like a physical manifestation comes out, like like the skin opening up, then that's psychic surgery. So it's it's a switch. But also that that psychic surgeon that I saw, his lessons come from the Bible. Okay, so he's a he's a faith healer, but once but my definition of it is if if the skin starts opening up because of psychic and religious whatever, then it becomes psychic surgery. And how many of these okay. operations, these psychic surgeries, did you witness firsthand, close up? Okay, I I did my okay. I'm I'm a great procrastinator, so towards the end of the year, I finally you know like uh, showed up. I had this address, I showed up, uh, and I was like, uh, I watched them do whatever, you know, like there's three tables, it's all in the book, but um, it's, I saw three tables with three psychic surgeons, okay, and I thought I saw them palm something, you know, in their hands, and then, you know, the, the skin opens up, well, the skin didn't, didn't open up, I didn't see it, it's just that there's, like, blood that trailed, you know, so... I kind of was doubting, and then somebody came up to me from the back, and he was like, "What are you doing here?" And I was like, "I'm supposed to, <laughs> I'm supposed to make a, a term paper for my English class, <laughs> and I come from this school, it's you know, University of the Philippines, and it's a very prestigious school." So he goes like, "Yeah, I kind of noticed that you don't fit in here, you know, around here, you know, because uh, people were poor, you know, so you can see you can see that they're poor and they're sick, you know, so, um, so I said, well." Can I talk to one of those guys so I can start my research? And he goes like, well, no, you, you can't, because uh, those people, after their psychic surgery sessions, they have to go somewhere else, and it, the psychic surgery weakens them. That's what he said. Ah, so you wanted to talk to the patients, and they wouldn't no, let you. No, I wanted to talk to those three guys that were doing Oh, the actual surgeons. In, in front. But they didn't want you to. No, he, he, said, he said, those guys wouldn't want to talk to you right now, and they're going to be traveling to another place. And they're going to be tired because of psychic surgery, you know. It's like something psychic with the mind, you know. So, and then he goes like, but you can talk to me tomorrow. And I said, I, and I smiled at him. I said, are you a psychic surgeon? And he goes, he, he just nods, you know. He goes, yeah, I'm a psychic surgeon. I was like, how come you're not in front of there, you know, uh, with them? And he goes like, well, I'm supposed to just be volunteering here. But here's my address. Come Come at two o'clock because the session starts at three, and I'll, I'll I'll teach you what I can. So I go, so I so I was there, and uh, you know what's weird? I had to use the bathroom, right? And it's a poor, it's a poor, you know, it's a poor home. And uh, you, you know, in the Philippines, you you use you use some sort of like a pail or a small, you know, like a small thing, you know, so you can pour water over your head. Right. Right. Instead of a shower, you know. So the, I saw this pink pail, right? This red pail. Or I can't remember. I think it was blue. It's all in the book. But uh, that same pail was on top of, you know, where, you know, that big drum of water. And he used it for his psychic surgery. And he would dip his hands with blood, with some people's blood, you know. And he'll, he'll wash his hands that way. <laughs> it's like... But I, I did see it, and he sat me down the, an hour before, you know, it all started. And then I, I hung out 
for the next month and a half, after, after a month and a half, I was able to finish my term paper and give it to the professor. However, I, I stayed there for two, uh, two more months. You know? So I was basically there every Sunday for, two, for three and a half months. And how many, how many surgeries did you uh, witness firsthand and up close? Uh, I was right next to him until I got tired. It got old. You know, it's the same thing over and over. So I said, oh, you know what? I'm just going to sit down here and just talk to the other. But, but how many surgeries would you say you witnessed? Approximately dozens, hundreds? Uh, no, uh, no. I, I, I've seen um, about 50. 50, five zero. Yes. All right. And, uh, I mean, were you... You were given total access. You were looking very carefully. I mean, did you set out to write a paper to debunk psychic surgery? What was your? Why did you decide to write a paper in the first place about this? Because I didn't want to be a doctor anymore. You know, I was looking Got for it. shortcuts. Okay. So, you, in, in <laughs> other words, you were open guy. to the possibility that this was real. I yeah. Well, no. It's I I did believe it was real already because you did. Uh, okay. there's been books in the Philippines, you know, by local authors talking about it. You know, so. Okay, so but 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 you were open to the possibility that it was a complete fraud as well. I'm guessing. Oh yeah, because okay. uh, because of my because of my scientific background, you know, All I was right. almost graduating with a biology degree. And and so, you were like right beside him the whole time, and you saw incisions opening up simply by yeah, him yeah. waving his hand above above the body. Yeah, and and if you know me, uh, I'm I'm a clown, you know. I'm, I'm looking for something funny all the time. Uh, okay, here's what here's what I did. I asked, hey, uh, Mr. Augustine, because that's his first name, uh, Mr. Uh, his first name is Augustine. And uh, I said, what do you need for next week? And he goes like, well, what can you afford? And I said, I don't know. Uh, he goes like, why don't you bring some cotton? So I bought the cheapest cotton that I can find, you know, like a roll of like, I don't know, like a, with a diameter of like three inches, okay? And, you know, like a six inch, three, six inch by three inch log of cotton, okay? from the local pharmacy, and it's clean, right? Guess what? You know, I, I gave it to him. He goes, like, thanks, and I can use this. You know what he did? He'll grab cotton, like, all that much that he can grab from his hand, with his hand and stick it into those patients because, they, you know, with their, with their incisions open, you know, he'll stick it in. He'll, you'll, you'll see his hand disappear, and then he'll, he'll lift his hand, close the wound, the wound disappears, and he goes, like, you have to come back to me tomorrow, uh, the next week so we can take the cotton out. He's using that like gauze. No, he's using it like a... He's using it like an absorbent material that right. he leaves inside the stomach. Well, sure, what I would call a gauze. So he puts it inside <laughs> the incision and then removes it a week later. From inside, yes. Wow. All right, uh, Val, and hold on. My cotton, my cotton lug just got bigger and bigger until I couldn't afford one anymore. All right, uh, we will uh, take a time. I'll come back. Val Zubiri is with us. Uh, his latest is called Hocus Pocus Lately, a paranormal memoir of a soon-to-be-famous anonymous artist as a reluctant healer or real healing lessons from a psychic surgeon and how you and I can do it now. That's quite a title. We'll uh, discuss on the other side. The Conspiracy Show. My name is Richard Serrett. Don't go away. Big Brother is listening, and so are you, to The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. All right, quite a tale. Val Zubiri is with us. We're talking about psychic surgery in the Philippines. He witnessed it firsthand, close up, uh, with his gentleman named Augustine. Uh, and so, 
we don't have a lot of time here, and uh, I mean, do we know, have a lot of time? We, we don't have a lot of time. So what I want to do is I want to sort of jump ahead a little bit. Um, when did you decide? I mean, I'm guessing that you wanted to learn it because your father came down with pancreatic cancer. You wanted well, to learn yeah. how to do it, right? Yeah. Um, he's he he's, he he told me to stop. You know, like uh, for example, um, uh, Christ spent 40 days and 40 nights. Okay, and then there's the there's the Noah's flood. You know, 40 days and 40 nights. So he said. You know what, Val? Uh, this is not really exactly 40 days and 40 nights. You know, you you interpret it as as you wish. It's as long as you need to do it. You know, like to to be enlightened. So you spend your 40 days and 40 nights, and so I so I so I said, okay, well, I'm going to spend my 40 days and 40 nights and start praying for my dad. So what I did was go to church every day. I discovered, you know, I'm Catholic, so I I discovered, like, uh, I never knew this, you know, until then, you know, this thing called divine mercy, okay, where, you know, if you see that Christ uh, image with, like, the two rays of light coming from his heart, it's supposed to be, like, the water and the blood that came out, okay. So, okay, so, uh, so aside from going to church, as soon as I got out, I prayed the rosary and prayed whatever, prayed the divine mercy, and then, you know, like, all the way tonight, and then uh, I, uh, on a Sunday, I, I, I chanced upon a procession. I joined the procession. I, I, uh, some Sundays I go to church like three times. You know, there's an eight o'clock and a nine thirty. Uh, no, an eight o'clock and ten thirty, and that and a seven o'clock mass. And then you know, the, the Saturday before that, there would be like the big mass for for the Sunday, and the daily mass. You know that would be like thirty minutes. I do that, and I said that that was my interpretation of forty days and forty nights. And I stopped work. I I didn't go to work. And guess what happened to me? One night, one night I I was awake. I was lying in bed, and a vibration, you know, from my foot all the way to my head started. And I was like, "What's going on?" You know. So maybe I'm maybe the Holy Spirit is visiting me. You know, something like that. And then, uh, and then it happened again a second night, and I was kind of like, "Oh my God, you know, this is like an experiment, you know." Like I told you, I'm a biology student, graduate, you know. So I, so I said, "Oh, I like this massage. I'm gonna turn over, because it's a good massage, you know. It's like vibration of the whole body, you know." So, so I turned over. Guess what? I felt a hand on my left shoulder, you know, turn, trying to turn me back. And then I, I turned, so I was going like, I was forcing myself to turn around, but I, I gave up, I gave up, you know, so I turned around and then I looked at the, I looked at the being, you know, there's a being, okay, the reason I'm telling you this is because there might be some other people out there who might have the same experience, so we can have, you know, like, they're, they're probably thinking it's only happened to them, but it happened to me, okay. I saw a being, it's a silhouette of light. But the light looked like um, like TV static. All right. Okay. Right. So now I'm beginning to ask myself, you know, is am I a curious creature, so that I'm probably like emitting some sort of energy or whatever that these uh, that there's this being that's not. I, I don't think he's an angel, but I, you know, if you're if you're religious, you become like um, you become peaceful. You know, it's a side oh, I get that. Why were you so convinced that this this being was not an angel? How do you know? Because um, 
because I've been listening to UFOs and extraterrestrials, <laughs> and I've I've had like I've had like other experience before. You know, like uh, one time I got I I felt like I flopped down on the bed, and I was in Chicago already. You know, I flopped down on the bed. That this like 1990s game. Okay? And I, I suddenly just woke up and I took my shirt off and I was looking for a spot, you know, like I was looking for a mark. For some reason, for no apparent reason, I wasn't even like watching any UFO stories or, you know. So I, I, I found a mark on myself and it's it's right smack in the middle of my, uh, right above my stomach, right on the area of the diaphragm. Just I, I got to I gotta jump in here again, Val. I'm sorry, we're going into a break, but I I, okay. I, I got it. I know where you're going. Uh, alien abduction, perhaps. Yeah. But, uh, well, hey, here's the thing. I mean, how do we know we're not really talking about the same thing? One man's uh, extraterrestrial is another man's angel. We'll uh, discuss. Perhaps. All right. We'll be back. The Conspiracy Show. Stay with us. Question everything. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. All right. Uh, Val Zubiri is with us for a few moments yet. The, the latest uh, memoir is called Hocus Pocus Lately, a paranormal memoir of a soon-to-be-famous anonymous artist as a reluctant uh, healer. Uh, his journey into the world of psychic healing and psychic surgeons. Uh, Augustine, was that the name of the gentleman? Um, yeah, his, his name is Augustine. Augustine. Now, However, uh, well, um, yeah. All right. Go ahead. Finish your thought. And I, 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 we, because we're tight on time, I'm going to ask you sort of a lot of sort of rapid fire type questions, just okay. so we can move things along. But go ahead. Finish your thought. Well, being that uh, I was looking for my career and whatever, you know, so uh, I kind of said, you know, this this is a cult, you know, CLT. You know, it speaks of religion, and it's not. A, it's a. It's a. It's a Christian thing. However. They don't have a formal form of uh, governance, you know. It's just him and his followers. So I said, you know, I didn't graduate with a biology degree and have all my contemporaries going to medical school and me joining a cult, you know. So that was it for that. And be, being that, uh, you know, like I've, I've experienced, you know, how sweet and how attractive joining a cult is, you know. So I, I never told my dad. I never told my sisters. My sisters. And my brother and my mom, you know, but we're all into, you know, we get, we get into, we get into the paranormal every once in a while. But we, you know, we, we brush it off, you know, and we, we get interested and then, you know, we resolve it and then it's over, you know. So I never told them anything. And so that's it for that, you know. So, okay. Uh, so did so you take your father I, to see Augustine? No, he never did. Uh, he, my dad, when he was 13, you know, right after the war, World War II, uh, he fell off a horse, okay? And then, uh, and this is in the book, too. He fell off a horse. He didn't tell his dad, and he got infected. Now, they had to, like, take him to the hospital where, where tuberculosis, you know, where tuberculosis patients were because he had something in his lungs, right? He, his rib broke, and his lungs got infected. So they brought in a faith healer. And this faith healer on that day uh, held him, just held him and whatever, and all the pus from his infection came out. He was supposed to die. He lived. And after after touching my dad, she faced my uh, great aunt, you know, my dad's aunt from his dad's side, who was wearing thick glasses. And uh, the healer said, what's wrong with your eyes? And she said, you know, I just have really high, you know, prescription. 
and she somehow like spat on her hand and then rubbed it on the on my great aunt's eyes and to, to the, till until she died she had 2020 vision hmm. all right but your father would not go to see augustine no i think i think my dad my dad died at age 80 you know so he was it from the pancreatic cancer yeah okay so i mean but my dad's miracle if you want to know he never felt pain you know uh I, I, I was praying here, and my sister's another religious person, and she was praying over there. And my dad never felt pain. Uh, all he, all he, went, before he passed away, he, uh, I guess he, he uh, lost consciousness because of all that infection that was going into his brain and whatever. But right. he never felt pain. Well, that is all remarkable. All those months. That is remarkable. And, and and when you. I mean, you learned how to do this. Are you a psychic surgeon or a psychic healer? Can can no, you do what Augustine d- does? No, I'm. I would say I'm. The reason why that's titled Hocus Pocus lately. Every you know, like when when every once in a while I, I encounter a person with pain, and I say, okay, give me a number, and the person would say uh, on a scale of one to ten, it's an eight right now. Sometimes like that that chapter on Hocus, that that title is chapter, you know. And the the guy Jake, he said, uh, right now it's an eight. Uh, sometimes it's it's a twenty. And I said, I'm gonna make the pain go away. And then I touched him, you know, the way I would touch him as a healer. And he, he'd go like, How did you do that? Hmm. So I said, I, I was gonna like, well, it's it's hypnosis, okay? It's hypnosis. That's it. And then uh, and then I. And then he said, and then I asked him, Where, where's your other pain? Do you, have, do you have any more pain? And he goes like, yeah, it's still here, so what's the number? It's not number two. And what about anything anywhere else? He goes like, I got pins on my knees and on my elbow, in my elbows. So, uh, so I said, okay, I'm going to make those pain go away. And then I touched him again, and he goes like, how did you do that? And he said the pain would be every day. However, since that night that I touched him, it never, it never went back. Hmm. And then I, I, I told him, you know, you know, Jake, we should talk every once in a while because your paradigm shifted, and you're not ready. All right. And, I, I, okay. I, I want to get back to Augustine because th- this is uh, the psychic surgeon, if I could. Hmm. Um, I mean, this is a, it's a very long, um, you know, journey here, and obviously, you know, it's filled up several hundred pages in in your memoir, Hocus Pocus, lately. But if I could just just bring it back to the um, to Augustine, because this gentleman yeah. sounds uh, amazing. Um, was he was what was he doing during the psychic surgery? Was he removing tumors? What was he doing? He would remove like blood clots. Blood clots. Okay. Yeah, because they're dark and solid. Solid. You know, it's uh, I, when when his hand would go in. Some blood will flow, and then when he, and supposedly he, he believes that whatever he grabs, you know, the the bad the bad tissue would gravitate towards his hand. And then you would you would see the wounds um, um, heal themselves, like before your eyes, they would close up. Is that right? They, yes, they would close up. And his theory, and my theory too, you know, I kind of agree with him. Uh, is well, he said. He, he said if, if a person is cooperative and he believes the same thing, then it'll happen. All right. Did you ever ask about getting permission to videotape this? Oh, yeah. He said, he said he's fine. You know, he's fine with that. You know, he, he actually showed me a, a photo, uh, like, a, a, you know, we don't have 
digital photogra- photography way back, you know. But um, he had an album. He said he, he he even showed. He said he went to Germany. He was invited, and then he performed psychic surgery there. He went to the United States to to perform psychic surgery. The thing the thing with these people, you know, that, uh, there are people in the United States, for example, who would invite these people, but they of course wouldn't ad- advertise it. They don't want it advertised because you know, like who knows, the FDA might come knocking at your door. Right. Right. But but what about I mean if I could see a video of a wound opening up an incision opening up in in someone's body and then that same wound healing spontaneously uh mm-hmm. in a video I mean my gosh that would be pretty compelling evidence Yeah except except uh, like let's say let's say we're talking okay I'm excited for example okay I I'm not at my healing stage I might be able to heal, but not as much, you know. You understand me? So there's, there's, you need to have some sort of like a peaceful, you know, like demeanor, like okay. a connection to God. You know, when you're when you're trying to prove something and you're, you know, that you know you're not used to cameras, but it's pointed at you. I don't think it's it's it it wouldn't cooperate as much, you know. Well, are you sure about that? Or do we know that for a fact? Uh, I mean, did you try it? Did you at least try? Was, I mean, you said he was open to that. He was open. Augustine was open to you filming this, right? No, he was open to me. Uh, well, no, I wouldn't have. Uh, he was open to me taking photographs of it. Just photographs. Okay. Yeah. Right. I, well, 30 years ago, I mean, who would have a web cam or a video cam, you know? Right. All right. Is he still with us, by the way, Augustine? Uh, that's exactly, you know, when when I when I left the Philippines, this is the weird part, too. You know, when I, that, that chapter that I called Last Supper. It freaked me out, you know, because uh, I wasn't very religious then, and you know, he he was teaching me all this. I just, you know, I was taking notes, but uh, you know, I wasn't really, you know, into it. Uh, and you know, the last day I was there, uh, the the week before that, they said, "Hey Val, don't 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 make the mistake of missing to next week." And I go like, "Why? It's our anniversary." So I went there, and they had this, you know, they had this like simple gathering. The place was clean. I was looking for the patients, and they go like, "No, it's our anniversary. We're just partying right now." So they they elected officers, and then and then this lady went into a trance. You know, she was on a she was seated, and there was a circular table, and everyone who was just elected, including the psych surgeon, who's the leader of the group, they were all gathered around, right? So she 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 opened her eyes and she started talking to these people. You know, this is what you're going to do, this is what you're going to do, I, this is how you guide yourself, and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. And I thought it was over, right? Everyone thought it was over, because there were guests, too, you know, but the light was on that table, you know. Every, all the lights were dim or down. And this lady craned her neck and stared at me from, who was like 20 to 30 feet away. And I, I, was, uh, I was turning around, and I was the only person at that spot, right? And she said, there's somebody here who's new to the group. He is gonna, he's going to leave us and won't come back for a really, 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 really long time. And, and, then, I go, and then she goes like, uh, she, she told me stuff, and then she said, whatever it is that you're set out to do, it is the right thing for you. You, know, it's, uh, you, you do it. It's the, it's the right thing. It's what you're supposed to do. And then, and then after that, she uh, she came back, you know. So I was like, 
why did she why did she of all people you know like point at me and single me out you know because everyone else is like and this is 28 years ago. This was 28 years ago, and you went away for a very long time, and then came back after your father uh, became uh, no, ill. No, I never. No, uh, we have we have this belief. You know, we, uh, my family's following a new a new trend amongst ourselves. You know, when you when you die, you get cremated the next day. There's no. It's useless to come back. You know. All right. We have this thing. You know, we just we just cremate our. We're done with like the nine day weeks, you know. We're not we don't do that anymore. So our new thing is like cremation the next day. All right. So um how many would you say? I mean, how rare uh, is this ability? How many God, uh, John of Gods, are there out there? I use that name just because it's, yeah. people know the name. How many God of uh, John of Gods are there? Would you suspect in the world a in dozen? The Philippines are in the world. Any, the, well, according to the according to Gustine, anyone can do it. Anyone can do it. Anybody can do it. Right now, I can do it if you want. <laughs> uh, it's it's like a healing, you know. Like uh, okay. Let's say let's say you have you have listeners, right? Uh, okay, now right now, remember, uh, give your number, give a number between one to ten. You know what's the most, you know what what is your rating in in terms of your pain right now? Okay, so now remember that. Okay, so uh, well, well, okay, we, now now I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna make the pain go away. Okay, based on my faith, not on anyone's faith. I've been I've been in the grace of God. According to you know my definition has definition okay so I so I'm making a demonstration right now so okay. well we uh, we, we don't have we don't have time unfortunately for a demonstration we're wrapping oh. up the show and and um, you know perhaps we can uh, we can have you on at another time and we can actually you know maybe perform that experiment on the air oh, yeah we can do yeah I'm, I'm confident it can happen you know it's, uh, it's excellent it's, okay listen it's Val- a combination of things you know it's not just faith it's uh, hypnosis you know and the suggestion you know it's the willingness of the person to participate all right. Val, a great pleasure meeting you, and uh, leave us a w- with a website very quickly. Um, I have valentinozubiri.com, and my email address is valzubiri uh, at gmail.com. All right, we've hooked up and to your uh, website on our, on, yeah, uh, our website yeah. as well. Uh, yeah, so people... yeah, I saw it. I saw it. You have Excellent. Everything. Okay, uh, a pleasure, Val. Thank you. My thanks to Albert, uh, Tim Spreen. Good to have you back. Back next week with a brand new program. And uh, in the meantime, don't be afraid. There's nothing concealed that won't be revealed and nothing hidden that won't be made known. What you hear in the dark, speak in the light. What I say in a whisper, proclaim from the housetops. Move over, Aphrodite. I'm coming home.